0: This is Radio Influence, podcasting redefined.
1: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Monday edition of the Dark Delight podcast with
2: Ricky Bell on the drums and
1: beans. Tis Monday. Yeah. How was your weekend?
2: It's all right. How about you?
1: It was good. It was, it was busy. I mean, there was a lot of stuff going on this weekend. I don't know. I, I
2: Like where? In your life or around?
1: Around. One of the biggest things that I don't have all the We're writing a column on it right now that probably will be out by the time the show airs today. But have you realized all of these like oil refinery explosions going on all over the country?
2: Not oil. No, I've been following the food and the, the chickens and the cattle and all that.
1: Now there's oil and gas. There were like three or four of them in the past couple days.
2: Wunderbar. Great.
1: It's I said to Wendy, I was like, we're under attack. And then I did a poll on Truth Social. Are we under attack by our own government, a foreign actor, or you're just a big conspiracy theorist? And like 80 something percent of people said our own government. How sad is that? How sad is that?
2: You can look at it as sad and you can look at it as a, a great development, because if that's been happening for generations and nobody knew the difference, True. Actually, they actually just thought this is just the way the world is true, but it's not
1: true. But the point is like that makes me sad is that so many like we can't our government is so lost that 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 it's actually very plausible that they're doing this to us on purpose. That's the thing that
0: Mm -hmm. that's yes, Gets me,
1: really gets me. Um,
2: So what were the big things that happened? Uh, okay, the oil refi- refinery uh, pattern that's starting. I-, I didn't know about that. I'll look into that.
1: There was a Trump rally that was really pretty lit, actually.
2: Where was that? Was that the Alaska thing? Yes. I heard about that.
1: Yeah, I have a couple clips from that actually, um, here. This is <laughs> Since we're not going radio, we can do this today. Here we go. Listen to this. Yeah,
0: sir, so I'd hit him on the left. I'd hit him on the right. I'd hit him in the fucking center, sir. Right center. <laughs>
1: See, other politicians curse. They try to now, but they just sound stuffy and stupid.
2: Yeah, because they don't, they, they're They just they're dumb. This guy actually, when he curses, he knows what he's saying.
1: Yeah, and he means it like he New York curses, which is why I love it so much.
2: You know, um, I don't know. I guess he has nothing to lose. He he should. He should. Even if this is just the rest of his life, even if he's going to just traveling the country and talking to people. I just. Yeah. Well... Why not? Why not?
1: I I mean, that's how everybody else talks, to be honest. Well, most people. Here. Here we go. Oh, come on. Now, with the approval
0: of the great people of Alaska, we may have to do it again.
1: I'm sorry. I am having a very hard time believing he's not going to run again.
2: Who's telling you he isn't?
1: Um... There's been nobody I just it's been a big question, you know,
2: I just I don't know, Tracy, I got to tell you, nothing has changed. So if he won after nothing being different, no voting laws change anywhere.
1: That's not true. Now, there have been plenty of voting laws changed all over the country. Where? Well, I mean, just just the other day in a, in a Wisconsin, for example, they ruled that drop boxes are illegal and can't be used. We have a whole column with all the voting laws that have changed.
2: Oh, I heard about the Wisconsin thing.
1: Yeah. There have been yeah, voting laws changed everywhere. Everywhere.
2: Well, I, I, didn't, I didn't hear about anything else. I'll send you it. Um, yeah. If, if someone can actually compile a list of where things really have changed, because.
1: Yeah, we have one. Wendy did it.
2: I haven't seen anything significant.
1: Oh, yeah. There's been, there's been a whole bunch of stuff that's happened. So, even still, if you were to win, like, I don't know how we could, let's see, if the midterms go the way we think they will. Which is always a big question, but if they do, then I don't see how they would make it. If he did run, for him to lose without without like revolution.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that's another story altogether.
1: I know you're excited about it.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, well, well, that would be that'd be great. You, you see what's going on in Sri Lanka?
1: Yes, they're in the president's mansion, partying it up with with fricking booze and in the gym and in the pool.
2: Yeah, all- this is this is what these losers in uh, in our Congress with their J6 committee has had to pretend happened. Yeah, because if it did happen or even if it was attempted, none of them would be here right now. They would be in jail. They'd be in detention if we re- if there really wasn't if, if the people in this country really wanted an insurrection or really wanted a change of government and do it the old American way, uh, then th- they would be in holding cells with all their assets freeze, waiting to see what's going to happen. It's so funny to see something like that happen in Sri Lanka and, and say, and think to myself, wow, that's what Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger are pretending happened here. You know, while they sit there.
1: I agreed. It's funny that you say that because I had some January 6th stuff up for today. So, First of all, Gateway Pundit last night put out a a thing on Telegram saying they were dropping a story this morning on J6 that was going to destroy the entire narrative for good. And, you know, everybody stand by for it. And if we disappear, we're taken down from online or whatever. You'll know why. Now, I have not seen this story yet. I've been looking for it because they've had a lot of like video from inside the jail and like all kinds of other stuff. So they've kind of been on top of that. Um, mm-hmm. but a couple other things have happened as well. So John Solomon put out a column. Actually, it's Natalia Middlestadt for John Solomon's outlet. Six. Oh, I'm sorry. Seven whoppers peddled by the House Democrats. January 6th committee. So these are seven lies that the January 6th committee has put out that are not even anywhere near true. Ready? Mm-hmm. Trump incited the riot. No obviously next what they've basically done is just cut out the part of the footage where he says the things that would exonerate him from inciting the riot and then portrayed it as though he did. Um, The next one is the deployment of the national guard was delayed that day, which has been completely debunked in, in the way that the word is actually meant to be used. (laughs) Because when you hear it nowadays, it's that's been debunked. Yeah, I want,
2: I want to. I want to slap the person who says it. Oh yeah, mm. slap across the face.
1: When I posted my um, oh, <laughs> not as an aside because I have so much crap in my head right now. Did you see over the weekend? Apparently, four chan hacked the iPhone iCloud yeah. password of of yeah. Hunter. I don't know what to believe on this. I don't know. I don't know. Nobody can point me. Like I have a couple things in the Dark to Light podcast uh, Telegram room that I'm looking at, but. None of it is. I don't get it. I don't get what's happening. It's all over the place. I don't understand. Um, I,
2: I I've been following along loosely, but I have not. Uh, I have not taken anything. All I do know is this: uh, the one the one entity that has not attempted that is the uh, so called anonymous.
1: Right? Isn't you're, that crazy?
2: Yeah. Your the, the the I'm talking about the official face of it on online. That is obviously CIA Clinton co opt that they are just riding the democrat line on everything it's so it's so obvious and pathetic now um the ones who are who are doxing um uh, the tr- truck drivers and everything else yep uh, yeah yeah so anonymous anonymous has been mum on the entire thing this is the kind, this is the kind of stuff that you would think that you had some you had a uh, an organiza- organization like that dedicated to but no no they're they're very very conveniently Pro corporate fascism.
1: Isn't that crazy? How that, yeah. that's tied. Yeah.
2: Well, it's been it's been co opted a long time. I remember reading from the Guardian or something like that back in 2010 or 12 or that back then they had uh, estimated that one in ten hackers w- was working directly for the FBI Not on the surprising. internet. surprising. Yeah, it's just the, the the entire internet is is a giant net cast.
1: So whoever's releasing this stuff could also be fed.
2: Well, the fact that it's coming from 4chan and it's a, once again, a group effort, there could be there could definitely be feds involved in the scrum. But, you know, this is the kind of thing at least you would see attempted in a in, a, in an Internet that was full of, of those who want to see the truth, you know.
1: So they've taken all the information that they've grabbed and I guess they've seeded out torrents of it, like seven or eight torrents they've got going down. So that mm. in case you guys don't know, a torrent is basically, what was that?
2: Okay, I'm sorry. Are you all right? Yeah. Okay. I hit, I hit something over here.
1: No, fair enough. I just want to make sure you're okay. Um, it sounded like someone clunked their head on a bat. That's what it sounds like. Um, <laughs> so a torrent is basically when it's, it's remember Napster. If you remember Napster back in the day, it's, it's a, it's a, a way to share files where they're spread across many networks. Yeah. For a lack of a that's just the basics. That's how you explain it. So they're doing that. So this way it's it's decentralized and there's not one place they can go. But very long story short, I saw Kanakoa post a video on Truth Social and Telegram of Hunter Biden weighing a bunch of his crack on a scale and completely misreading what the scale says. He says it says two point something. It says 20 Um, but whatever. And and like, I'm like, you know, can you imagine for a second, Frank, if this video came out and I couldn't even finish the sentence because I'm like, no, Donald Trump's kids are not drug dealing crack addict losers. Like, do you know what the Internet would be doing with a Don Jr. Weighing out 20 grams of crack cocaine on a scale? Oh, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. And then if you take Don Jr. Weighing out 20 grams of crack and then you apply all the other layers of The Hunter Biden story and his affiliation, business affiliation with his father. I mean, even even the headlines, the headlines recently that that etch out this nine hundred thousand barrel of oil um, deal with with Chinese energy companies that the Biden administration, you know, put forward in the middle of a uh, in the middle of a, you know, a contrived energy crisis over here. We don't have to be suffering like this, but we are for very pointed reasons. And in the middle of all that, nearly a million barrels is going to Chinese companies, and at least one of them has um, has a, a pretty explicit connection to his son, and we know that his son was not doing any business that was not condoned by the family. So it's uh, it's just incredible. It's incredible just to think back to 2017 listening to people talking about the emoluments clause because the, the Trump still had hotels being run by distant family members
1: not only that but the the one thing that they first of all it was Natalia in the Sky is meeting at that hotel that was one Don Jr thing and the other one was him hunting hunting <laughs> Meanwhile, we've got literal video. The one that I saw this morning was Hunter Biden in it. You know, the, the sensory deprivation tanks, you know them well, yeah. which if you've never done that before, it's a fantastic experience if you can handle it,
2: especially if you're doing it under the supervision of someone who knows the science. Yep. Like it's a um, it's like hitting the degauss button on an old computer monitor back in the day.
1: It's pretty cool. I've done it. What you do is basically go and float and it's a it's a bath, but it only has like, I guess, six to 12 inches of water max and it's filled with salt. It's almost like in Stranger Things, how Elle has to float in the she goes into a sensory deprivation tank to go into the other the upside down. And you float, you float in there and they put on music if you want or not, or you can shut it off or you can shut the anyway. It's supposed to be a place you go to kind of get some of yourself back to do some quiet meditation, prayer, whatever it is you want to do while you're in there just what vote, zone out and be completely weightless while you do it. It's really cool. But Hunter Biden is in rehab and he's in this sensory deprivation tank and in the middle he's floating, he's got his the video camera recording him or his phone recording him or whatever, which is not usually allowed. You're not supposed to be able to take that into the sensory deprivation tank. The green light is on, Frank. He's completely naked. And then in the middle of this float, he sits up, grabs his crack pipe and starts smoking. Yeah. During rehab.
2: Sounds good to me. Nothing like crack and sensory deprivation.
1: And, you know, listen, I had been like a proponent, not a proponent, but I've been someone who'd been like, you know what, whatever, whatever. But this is at this point now, it's 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 this is a little ridiculous. OK, this is the this. And he's out there at the White House and 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 the oil thing This is the man that Joe Biden is basically using to not that he remembers anymore. Did you hear him on Friday? What? His his uh, Joe Biden's press conference on Friday. Did you hear it? No. Oh, I got it. I got it. Hold on. I'm going to find it and play it for you. But he can't even walk straight. There's articles coming out that he has to like shuffle. He can't even he can't even stay like walking normal anymore. And people are starting to really get worried and they. Don't know what he's gonna say when he here here.
2: Oh oh oh! Friday was when he was when he was reading all the liner notes again. Yeah,
1: yeah and I'm gonna I'm gonna play it because it's that freaking bad. It's that yeah. bad. Here it is, courtesy of Joe Pags.
0: Joe Biden reads stuff he's not supposed to. Power. It is noteworthy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line: <laughs> oh Women are not without electoral and/or political, or, or maybe precise, not and/or, or political power.
1: He, that was just one. The the rest of them where he said he should end the presidency instead of pregnancy. Kamala Harris has to stand there and like I don't even. I, somebody. First
2: of needs- all, she she's her her head is completely empty, um, or she has a wonderful poker face. But I have not seen her to be really in control of herself. So I, I think she just zones out when she when he speaks because he's uh, – who's standing next to her? Xavier Becerra?
1: I believe so, yeah.
2: You can see him, uh, him uh, sway a little bit and smirk just knowing that this guy is just dying on the vine. But she is like a sentinel. She's just staring forward and completely in another dimension.
1: She's the same way that Maxine Waters was in that one – Press conference that we got a picture of her face just like completely blankly staring off into nowhere. Like, what is going on with these people? First, hey, listen,
2: I don't know. They're not consequential, so I guess when they're not on the script, they have to they have to put themselves into a mindset that keeps them emotionless because anything can. I don't know. I don't know.
1: I, I but anyway, I got completely off topic here. But basically. You know, that that figurehead, whoever he is being manipulated and run by at this point, I have no idea. Some people jump right in and say Barack Obama. I don't I don't know. I don't know who's pulling the strings, Frank. Do you have any idea?
2: No. He, well, uh, well, no, not, not specifically.
1: He's this is the leader of the fruit. I can't say free of the world.
2: <laughs> but he's not. No, none of them are. None of them are. It's a figurehead position that is that is so malignant. It doesn't even matter who occupies it anymore. It's a, the, the the U.S. presidency is a malignancy. It's. that need, it's just it's terrible.
1: Really, really crazy. It's just really crazy. So now all this stuff about hunters coming out and you know it's it's all over the place and I'm I'm watching, but again, it's very scattered and I you know the only thing I don't like about it honestly is that I have no idea w- what's real, what's fabricated. Like, if anything's fabricated, it's really hard to look at these text messages and stuff and actually know what's real and what's not, or if somebody's just being a wise ass. I don't know. Anyway, let's go back to this. This is what they're trying to cram down our throats, the seven things, <laughs> the seven things that the January 6th committee is lying about. Ex-NYPD Commissioner Bernie Carrick was in D.C. on January 5th for a meeting to discuss overturning the, the election results. Do you remember that? No. They had said that Bernie Carrick was was in in DC to meet with the president to talk about overturning the election. He Let's
2: overturn this election, Mr. President.
1: He wasn't even there. His travel was tra-
2: <laughs> like he's Harvey Keitel in pulp fiction. Like he's the specialist that comes in to overturn elections.
1: <laughs> Bernie freaking Carrick. I love Bernie Carrick, but I'm telling you, like he wasn't even in DC. Uh, Scott Perry from Pennsylvania asked Trump for a presidential pardon regarding January 6th. Not true. Not true. Um, Representative Barry Loudermilk led a reconnaissance mission inside the Capitol on January 5th. That was false, too. By the way, um, somebody had reached out to me on Telegram saying they were in that reconnaissance meeting with photos of themselves. So I know that it was legit and I had reached back out to get more information because she really wanted to share what was actually going on. And she hasn't responded to me. So I know she listens to the show. If you're out there, I'd love to talk to you. Um, Senator Ron Johnson was involved in a conspiracy to force alternate electors on President Mike, Vice President Pence. That's actually not true either. Trump tried to grab the steering wheel of a presidential vehicle.
2: Yeah. If, if, if he could even get his arm up to the shoulder through that window, that would be an, that would be impressive. Do
1: you want to know what I love? It's turned into a great set of memes, a great set of memes, like everything that they do. We just meme now.
2: It would be like Winnie the Pooh getting stuck in a tree. Be, there's no way that Donald Trump, the size of that man, would be able to get through a normal limousine divider window,
1: let alone the beast
2: well, did you see? Speaking of January sixth and all these ridiculous testimonies, tell me you saw what the Washington Post did. I did not. The Washington Post turned January sixth, the testimony from Cassidy Hutchinson, into a comic book. Oh gosh! Oh gosh! You you have no clue how hilarious this shit is.
1: I'm I'm gonna see it. I'm sure.
2: Wait a wait a second. Wait a second. I'm gonna hold on. I'm going to send it to you right now.
1: While you're looking for it, don't let me forget. And and we'll we'll do this after. the What's going on with the Bannon case? Because that's another big. Uh, oh, here we okay. go. Okay. We've got it in Skype.
2: It's just a, they're going to put this behind a paywall quick because it's going to become a, a, such a, a huge Internet parody. Although this came out on July 4th. Uh, uh, oh, my God. No, scroll down. It gets worse and worse. I can't believe this came out. This is why they put it out on the 4th. So nobody would see it.
1: <gasps> Wow, this is pathetic.
2: it's It's absolutely pathetic.
1: This is almost as bad as the um comic books that this that the uh, DHS put out, which Wendy showcased.
2: Well, There's- go down go down to where he has like a red r- red nuclear waves radiating off of his head. He's looking at the he's looking at the back of the uh, of the Supreme uh, of the uh, the Secret Service driver in his car, which is just like a regular sedan. So in a car like this, he might be able to strangle him. He might be able to strangle him in a car like this.
1: The only color is his red tie and the red nuclear waves coming off of his head.
2: And look at the next frame. Now now the uh, now the Secret Service agent, who's completely traumatized, is retelling how he was being strangled by Trump. Trump. And of course, Cassidy's there throughout it all, like she's Forrest Gump.
1: But she wasn't there. That's the problem.
2: Yeah, she, That's she's, the whole just, she's the one that everybody goes to for, uh, for, for comfort in this for some reason. Cassidy Hutchinson, um,
1: Forrest Gump. Not only that, but the way they drew this picture, President Trump is literally hanging out the window. Of the car as he attempts to very angrily strangle the Secret Service agent who is driving the car. This is terrible.
2: Yeah, they, they closed the uh, they closed the comments five days ago.
1: Of course they did. Who worked? Somebody actually had to sit down and draw these things. Oh, they did it happily. They're nuts. This is this is insane. And the colors, the way they <laughs> let's we're oh
2: <laughs> Rudy Giuliani. We're going to the Capitol. It's going to be great.
1: Is that because, Giuliani she's supposedly talking to?
2: Yeah, with the glasses on, Cassidy Hutchinson. Who's who's talking to everybody at once because she's Forrest Gump.
1: Oh wow, this is something. I'm gonna put it in the show notes. Wowie.
2: I wonder if President Johnson gave her a, a, a medal too.
1: Rapino, that little can you? Oh, that before we I don't want to forget the bad and stuff, but geez, Louise, the, the presidential medal of freedom is worthless. What does she deserve a medal of freedom for? Not even her teammates like her.
2: Oh, well, she and, and that's what I don't get. Why are you going to take a medal of freedom from a country that you won't even you you, you refuse to even acknowledge its its national anthem? You hate it. You show absolute disdain. Yes. Yeah, for it. Yeah, and you're going to you're but you're going to have your 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 neck decorated by a dying man at the White House. OK,
1: so Bannon, as you know, this court case has been ongoing for his contempt. They arrested him for criminal contempt when the he wouldn't testify because of executive privilege. Right. And it's been going on and on and on. And they basically what the Justice Department did was make his attorney into a witness it, on purpose in his case. So his attorney couldn't represent him at the end of the day and he'd ha- so that's basically what ended up happening Thursday, I believe. His attorney wrote a letter saying to the judge, I need to step back because I don't know if the government's going to call me as a witness. And if they call me as a witness, I can't be his attorney ethically. And it, it, the letter speaks for itself. It's basically like they they spied on him. It's a long thing we've talked about before on the show. Um, and I'll link the article in the show notes. But yesterday, President Trump um, waived his executive privilege. So he's basically saying, OK, Steve Bannon, you can go and testify in front of the committee now because I see what they're doing to you. It took them long enough, for goodness sakes. Um, but I don't know what's going to happen now. I doubt the DOJ is going to drop that case. They're probably going to keep it going. They need some TV for the middle of July. So,
2: yeah, I guess.
1: I, I don't I don't know. But Bannon apparently is being. Re- How do I have 42 text messages, Frank? Forty two for whom? All different people. I, I just opened up my phone and I have 42 text messages.
2: Wow, you're popular. No. Nobody, nobody texts me. Not even Lauren. I do. Yeah, but like every once in a while to say that you're not going to be on a show or. <laughs> <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> that's just it.
1: Huh. Oh, goodness. Um. Okay.
2: Hey, who is pet? Who is pedo Peter?
1: Oh, that's Joe Biden. That's Joe Biden's pseudonym that, that Hunter allegedly has given him.
2: In 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 his text messages.
1: Yeah, supposedly.
2: Mom and pedo Peter, Aunt Ashley and pedo Peter.
1: Pedo, pedo Peter.
2: Pedo, Jill Biden. No, Jill. Well, that's not his mom.
1: It is, and apparently Hunter Biden really doesn't like her at all.
2: So he calls his mom Jill. Then who's mom? Because there's another mom up there.
1: His his actual mom, maybe.
2: Uh, I don't know.
1: Hey, um, I'll give okay. you a choice. Do you want to do COVID or the debunking of the 10-year-old pregnant girl from Ohio to Indiana?
2: Uh I <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just they're, they're just so they just they're just so juicy, both of them. <laughs> so wait, let's do the I mean, it's it's only 905. so let's do both. Let's go pregnant girl first, I guess. <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, Megan Fox writer on Twitter has debunked the story about a 10 year old pregnant girl who had to go from Ohio to Indiana for an abortion.
2: Oh, this is a thing that they're saying that happened.
1: This is everywhere. This is the one example that even the I don't even want to say president because I don't know what he is. Vegetable has used to say how the Roe v. Wade overturning needs executive action immediately. Otherwise, the whole entire country is going to implode into itself because women can't kill their babies after 15 weeks. So she, they're using this 10-year-old girl. This 10-year-old girl was no longer able to get an abortion. Now, this is what she says. A pregnant 10-year-old is evidence of a heinous crime against a child. But in every article, there's no mention of criminal investigation, no police involvement, not even a town where it occurred. An unnamed alleged child abuse doctor called Dr. Caitlin Bernard, who is an abortionist in Indiana, Um, asks, she goes to her to ask for help, but any doctor who knows of abuse would be required to call law enforcement and there should be a criminal investigation going on involving, um, Ohio children's services and police. The timing is just too on the nose. Roe v. Wade was just overturned. The media is desperate for stories to push the pro abortion narrative and they love this. The article first published in the Indy Star, a local Ohio papers, um, Website, but in record time was picked up by huge international press. On the second, The Hill and Newsweek had it. By the third, The Guardian had it, and it was on the TMZ on the fourth.
2: Mm-hmm. I, damn, I didn't see any of it.
1: Yeah, she says I heard about it from a teenager at a fourth part uh, at a party, and a red flag went off big time. If the kids have heard about it, it was placed where they will see it intentionally. They they always sell fake news to the young because they'll swallow it the fastest. It was. <sighs> Tracy, I'm pausing it real quick. It was immediately used as a political weapon against Republican Governor Christy Noem and will be used more. Dr. Caitlin Bernard is the only source who is an abortionist and has been in the New York Times participating in an anti-Trump hit piece and is clearly an activist. She has a stake in preserving abortion. There's no way to verify the claim she has doctor patient confidentiality. No one can FOIA her. The media won't ask any questions. And even if they did, she wouldn't answer. There is literally no proof that this 10 year old even exists. And yet the media ran with it full tint. Uh, Jennifer U- Rubin used it. Why doesn't anyone talk about the crime against the child instead of the God, fact that she can't get an abortion? God,
2: God, I hate Jennifer Rubin. I know. I hate her face. I hate, I just, I hate her robot face.
1: She just has RBF and like she's terrible.
2: Yeah, with that unibrow.
1: Yeah, it's bad. There, There's a whole bunch of examples after that on this thread of Dr. Caitlin Bernard out in the media talking about how so many women were going to die. Um, all kinds of other stuff. There was a, a another um, news report out this morning about how they want to try and ban abortion in Virginia now completely. And then Youngkin said, actually, let's just make it 15 weeks and below. Instead and compromise, because now they have it through the second trimester. And I got to play this Democrat who actually like can really say this stuff with a straight face and not be upset about it. Hold on. She's at the end. I'm going to speed through here because I screen recorded this.
2: Oh, here she is. Here we go. Senate, which is controlled by Democrats. The
1: bill is dead
2: on arrival. Senate President Louise like Lucas, the who chairs the committee that would hear such legislation, says she wouldn't agree to anything less than what's currently in the code of Virginia. If the governor is trying to push a 15-week ban, it's not going to get through my committee. I can guarantee you that one. Oh Lord! Out. Oh Lordy!
1: Did she even understand what she's saying?
2: Do you it, think she- they're the, 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 so they're so unimportant uh, that this is this is no, this is what I do, it, and you're not. Like, normal function of government is tedious and, and, and ridiculous. The fact that everybody has made a job out of micromanaging people who are actually worth it. okay? government are people who are not worth their weight in dog shit who get together to tell people who go out and have to make money for them to steal what to do. And the fact that she's not even talking about this. She's talking about she's talking about making sure that there's less restriction on killing the uh, killing children. It's just unbelievable. You know, I had there was a there was a uh, you want to talk about ridiculous here in New York where Roe versus Wade, whether it's whether it's the opinion of the court or has been soundly rejected or whatever, does not matter in the least when it comes to abortion. And still in my town yesterday around 2 p.m., there were two dueling abortion rallies going on. One, There was a pro and, a, and an anti-abortion rally that was going on in town in different places. And I was seeing some of the things coming from the pro, and I, I definitely I was nowhere near it. I wanted nothing to do with it. Absolutely ridiculous. Because there's nothing to really talk about, especially those who said, Frank, you should do some man-on-the-street stuff. Why? Why?
1: Wanna talk to a bunch of murderers?
2: Yeah, there's, it, there's nothing to talk about. When you are confronting people who have taken the uh, the stance that a pregnant woman is not carrying a human inside of her unless she declares the intent to keep the, the pregnancy, then it becomes a human. I mean, you can't – there's nothing there. There's nothing to talk about.
1: I, I, I agree. What is there – I mean – there was a man on the street, uh, not a man on the street. There was a Steven Crowder um, clip, Change My Mind, Steven Crowder, mm. where he had, um, it was a very short one. I listened to it last night. It was a woman who was very passionate and actually had an abortion herself. And he says some things to her that are like very, very serious, like maybe I can find it. But he actually had her on for a follow up afterwards. They actually found her for a follow up. And she said, like, one of the things that, you know, I didn't get to say is that I did not um, I was not happy that I did this. It wasn't something that that made like I would ever do again. Um, hold on. Let me see if I can. Find
2: and, you, and, you know, to, to that point, that's the way that was at least the, 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 the very the foundation of what I grew up around listening to this topic when it was, I don't know when it would come in and out of the public consciousness in a, in a, in a, in a larger scale way. When I was younger, we were in school and whatever, whatever it's it was never something that anybody was happy about. Uh, And it was always something that was characterized as rare and very, very, very sad. And serious, Um,
1: Yeah. It was a serious, like, it wasn't like birth control for goodness sakes. And she was complaining. I found the clip, but it's 10 minutes long. Yeah. So she was complaining about, you know, how she was left alone and she, you know, didn't have the money to to raise the baby and she was gonna her whole life would be different. And just it sounded ve- very selfish to me, especially since my daughter's friend, who was 16 years old, um, was carrying a baby. I did a fundraiser for her because it ended up <coughs> she decided <coughs> excuse me, she decided to keep the baby. And the baby had medical issues in the womb, um, like a an enlarged bladder or something to that effect that was causing a lot of issues or enlarged kidneys. I'm sorry. And she needed to go to Cincinnati Children's Hospital to see if they could do surgery to keep this baby alive. And she went to Cincinnati and then um, sadly lost the baby. And now she's back here, I guess, today to deliver this baby. Can you imagine like from somebody who decided to put their whole life aside and take care of this young child that they brought into the world, like, or we're trying to bring into the world and now losing that child to this one who's in college and says, I'm not going to let this screw my life up. Like it's just the, the mentality is just so.
2: Oh, well, I, I always think, I always think about, and I know that there's so many of them, men and women out there, married couples who can't have children. And I know, I know some couples who have been rejected, um, for, for uh, financial reasons for that really just wanted to, good people who just, I guess, did not make enough or whatever, but they weren't able to get approved for an adoption. Like there's so many people who can't have children that want to be parents. And to just see people throwing away, literally throwing away children, is, it's, just, it's just incredible to me. And I mean, I've changed a lot over the years just because of how extreme they've gotten. Yeah, and there's there's there there would be very little reason for me to have to have gotten out of my orbit of understanding uh, understanding extreme circumstances and and just just holding it in check with the idea that this is rare and uh, and and upsetting, but this is not. It's it's just not. It's not how the way they approach it. You know, I you you brought up Stranger Things before. I was I made the mistake of. Going on the internet and actually clicking on an article that featured Maya Hawke, the the um, the girl that plays the uh, scatterbrained lesbian on Ah, uh, uh, yes. Yeah, well, she's Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke's daughter.
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
2: And she went on to she went on to Jimmy Fallon or something two weeks ago, and had to had to bring an opinion about Roe versus Wade. And you want to talk about tone deaf and selfish. She said that if my mother had not had her abortion, I would not have been born because if her sibling that came before her and went before her were were born, then the whole timeline that allowed her to be born and her to be the scatterbrained lesbian on Stranger Things would not have been hap- would not have happened. And she said if, if it wasn't for if it wasn't for her mom's uh, access to safe health care, I said it wasn't safe for your sister or brother. dummy. Yeah. Do you hear yourself? If my sibling wasn't dismembered in utero, I wouldn't be here. Therefore, we need abortion. You think you, you want to talk about the, the peak of selfishness and the fact that there was an audience of clapping seals to give her a round of applause is it's just incredible.
1: They always there's this woman who's trying to start a floating abortion clinic in the Gulf of Mexico. Oh, great. So that people can go out to the boat because it's not covered by law. Or mm. you know what I mean? Like, you know how you can go out and gamble in certain places if you get far enough into the water? Well, she's trying to do that with a uh, a reproductive health care, Frank, like safe health care, like like this, 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 this decision took away the a woman's right to go and get birth control pills or like a, a freaking pap smear. That's the thing that pisses me off the way they frame it. No, it has nothing to do with any of that. All this did was say that the states can determine when they when they b- block this access to women to kill their child. Like, and I'm, I'm just sitting here. Like you see, like, is there even a need for that? There's, there's not even a need for it. People are just, Oh
2: God. it's Oh, I know. Once, once the, the initial sting or the elation of Roe versus Wade passes, and you're still looking at this. You're still looking at the greater situation that, what is really the victory? I mean, there is a victory, and it's a, it's a gargantuan one because it allows um, healthier and a little bit more morally uh, grounded regional cultures dictate what their laws are going to be in their specific regions of the world, of the uh, of the country. But really, you think about just what the issue is. And the fact that even just think, oh, we're going to leave it to the states to decide. Even that sounds gross in itself. Yeah. We're going to leave it to the states to decide whether or how far along um, this these uh, these people could be nipped in the bud and, and had their lives lives ended for any uh, it's for a litany of superficial reasons, because you don't have a nation full of women who are are dangling, dangling for uh, on, on you know, life is just dangling on a string because they're pregnant. It's not happening. And and, and uh, if you can if you can tally up more than one percent of pregnancies that is coming from rape and incest, yeah. you would be a liar.
1: Yeah, it's
2: so it, it's it's just
1: it's not even in the top three most important issues for everyday Americans as per polling. It did absolutely nothing but actually bump Republicans up. It's not what they think it is. These crazy, frantic, lunatic fringe lefties are less ridiculously lower in number than anybody wants you to believe. It, It doesn't even poll above 10, I don't think.
2: Well, this is why the media is so important and it always has been. This is why Twitter, Twitter being exposed is so important because the only way. That it is even a, a the illusion is even built up that this is greater than what you just how you just uh, put it all out there or how Rich Barris has has put it plainly that how this polls and how people do not prioritize it as much as I don't know, I, I, the screaming, wailing idiots putting, make pu- it out to be.
1: Putting putting food on your table and paying for your cars to. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: You yeah. know, the Biden is down at like 30 or approval rating or something like that now?
2: Publicly, yeah.
1: Which is probably far less than that.
2: He's been polling around 12 or 13% since the beginning. They're just, they're having fun with it. It's CNN and all the rest. No no way in hell.
1: Insane. Anyway. All right. Moving on. COVID. Um, Actually. So Peter McCullough and Simone Gold and... um, one other doc, I can't see who it is right now, were in an interview. And there's an interesting, there's not only is there an interesting, Um, you could tell that Dr. Gold is an attorney because she like really perks up at the thought of this new lawsuit they want to file. But uh-huh. here we go.
0: Tell us a little bit about the study that just came out of Sweden that is just so alarming. The news is buzzing out of uh, Lund University, Malmo, Sweden. Marcus Alden is the first author. The first demonstration in a human hepatic or liver cell line that the Pfizer vaccine, in fact, reverse transcribes and installs DNA into the human genome. Wow. And so in simple terms, what does that mean, Dr. Bartlett? (laughs) Thank you for (laughs) making it simple. So basically, uh, there's an enzyme that can take that messenger RNA uh, um, vaccine information and put it into the DNA of the person into their DNA. Mm. And we were told that could not happen. So this is in a lab, but it's showing that the, D. you remember the vaccine is messenger RNA. Yeah. And we were told that that messenger RNA could not go into your DNA, but this is showing that in, in a lab, it can't. And so
1: what happens when it, it yes. does, Dr. Gold? Well, can I, can I answer slightly different than yeah, your question? Yeah, yeah. So the, one of the fun things about the last couple of years of being a doctor and lawyer is this is a very interesting opportunity, and I think we're going to be bringing another lawsuit because there's actually federal law that you cannot discriminate against people for genetic genetic discriminations. I forgot the acronym. I think it's Gina, G-I-N-A. Gina, right? So this now opens the door to saying that if you're not allowing somebody in who chose not to get the shot, that you're actually engaging in genetic discrimination. So I think there's this Sweden Mm -hmm. study, I think opens the door to a new type of lawsuit. If you're pregnant and you have this done, can that then affect your baby?
0: Yes. This is the alarming finding. The CDC says on its website very explicitly, this will not change your DNA. The paper that came out of Sweden. Now, there'll be many more to to confirm it. And the steps are to, A, confirm it, to confirm that the entire code is installed, and then to actually confirm that it's expressed, meaning that the spike protein now is continuously expressed from human cells. Because the lipid nanoparticles are taken up everywhere, that means somatic cells in your organs, but also your uh, gametocytes, actually the cells that actually are the sperm and the egg. If they are carrying it, that indeed means that, in fact... It could be passed to the daughter cells. And, so and, that uh, could be um, open up for birth defects.
2: and Yes. And all... Wait, so when was this published?
1: You, you know, we, we've we known this for a while because McCall has been talking about it. But uh, Chief Nerd put this on Rumble um, a couple of days ago.
2: OK, because I remember this came out or we were talking about it maybe back in March or something.
1: Yeah, the, the paper, I, if it's the same paper, has been out for a while. But that's the first interview that I've seen where there have been a panel of doctors talking about it.
2: My oh my.
1: Um, and, you know, speaking, there's there's, of course, all of this hubbub about this new version of of Omicron, the ninja covid variant. They're calling it now because we're not we're doing software uh, releases on our, our viruses, as we've been saying, like B dot A dot one, two, seven, rev one, beta. <laughs> yeah,
2: and, all, all the star, all the star names.
1: Yeah, yes, yes. And um so the daily the, the media has chosen to call it ninja. <laughs> it's BA dot five. Is is, the one
2: that gives you diarrhea.
1: Um apparent apparently this is a, a common symptom with people. Um, but no, not be that was the last one. This is a new one. Huh. Um in late June, well, maybe it is this one. In late June, it became dominant in the United States. Case in, no. Cases haven't increased yet. The daily average is around 100,000. So it was the one before it that is the one that most of my friends who got it said gave them explosive diarrhea. Um, But what's going on right now, honestly, Frank, is that a lot of people, the, the majority of the people that are getting BA5 are vaccinated and the unvaccinated and infected previously don't seem to be. They still seem to be maintaining some immunity, like far in excess of of. Quote, vaccinated people. Uh-huh. Um, and of course, they're still saying the more shots you get, the the better protected you are. But the one thing that's coming out more and more now is the excess deaths, non-COVID excess deaths. Um, You know, Dr. John Campbell on YouTube, by chance? He's that British guy. I, yes,
2: yes, yes. Yeah, you would. No, yes.
1: Yeah, you were the one who I think who actually talked about him first.
2: Is he a mortician?
1: No, 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 no. Mm-mm. OK, um, you I, I could swear that we talked about him. But anyway, there are 15.9 um, percent. We're 15.9 percent above the five year average of deaths. So there's 15 percent more people dying now than the five year average lends us to believe. Huh. That's 15 percent more people. That's crazy. And unexpectedly died is everywhere. And I don't know, again, I never used to look for unexpectedly died before, but it seems like every day there's another celebrity that's dying. Did you every day?
2: And, and that's just that's just people in public life. Right. Yeah. And, I, all,
1: and all the young people. My
2: God, it's it's hard. It's, it's heartbreaking what I come across every day, especially because it's coming from families. It's coming directly from people. And and it's still a modus operandi to ignore ignore anything. Um, that's coming from, from the, the public as like a, I don't know, just to ignore all their stories and to make it seem like it, there's other, another excuse. And when there is no excuse, they just call it SADS.
1: Yeah. Well, they're literally saying now different sleeping positions could lend you to blood clots and it, it, they're making up every other matter, like heat, cold, everything that the human normally experiences in everyday life is now a cause for death. But listen to this. Where are these excess deaths occurring? Frank? In private homes, 31 percent, 31.5 percent above the five year average of these deaths are happening in private homes, meaning people just don't wake up after they've gone to bed at night or they have a heart attack and they pass away or whatever in somebody's in their house. They're not in the hospital getting treatment or anything like that. Um, Other it's hospitals, 12 percent care homes, 10 percent other settings, 10 percent above. It's just. And you know the crazy thing is is that this guy did this whole big thing about how he was looking through the vaccine data and saying, well, maybe these things aren't really safe after he'd been a big proponent of them and everyone was all happy. And he's giving these solutions for why he thinks this is happening. Oh, uh stress from lockdowns, reduced physical activity, right. lack of right. access to healthcare, delayed yeah. referrals.
2: Access to health care. We just that, what we need. Uh, Again, access to health care. Yeah. Give everybody some access to health care. They'll be fine.
1: Um, increasing autoimmune disease, new medications used as COVID treatments. Come on, give me a break. Just stop it, please. And I
2: just, just want to go away.
1: I I, I am. <laughs>
2: I just wanna just I just wanna disappear.
1: Um, I get the, the Michael Pelka email every morning with his things. He says, here come the new COVID variants. The biggest worry is the midterm red wave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and to end, in Africa, there's apparently an outbreak of Marburg virus. What the hell is that? You never heard of Marburg? No. It's a hemorrhagic fever.
2: Oh, gosh.
1: They've been trying to prop up Marburg as the next covid all over the globe. All the all the people, all the people who want doom and gloom have been talking about it. There's there was a there's usually an outbreak in China at a certain time of the year that happened again. And then it was exploited to be the next, you know, the next biggest thing. And everybody should hunker down. And this is how they're going to kill us all. It has like an 80 percent fatality rate. It's worse than Ebola. In a lot of cases, it can be transmitted by close, you um, physical contact with fluids, bodily fluids. It's not like an airborne virus that they, as of right now anyway, because goodness knows what they're tinkering around with in the dungeons everywhere. Um, But it's, it's again, very, it it happens every year in Africa and they're blowing it up as though it's definitely coming to the United States and everybody needs to look out. Um, Buy my book, by the way. (laughs) Sorry. What's, Buy the book. Buy my book. It'll tell you how you can stop this. Um, I'm not I'm not on the train yet. I'm just not I'm never I'm not. on. It It has such a high fatality rate that, you know, it doesn't make it doesn't make sense that it could be a pandemic. And plus, you'd have to like literally like swap spit with the person, if not their, you know, other fluids. And yeah,
2: yeah. Or, you know, like their hem- their hemorrhage. Blood, their they're hemorrhage fluid.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And lastly, before we go, Frank, you know how they just fired up CERN?
2: Yeah, again.
1: But the day that they fired it up, they announced four new discoveries
2: uh, from the actual expert. The test runs.
1: Well, that's my question. How do they know all that already? Or have they been running it the whole time?
2: I, I, I see. I didn't know that they announced four new discoveries the day of.
1: Yeah, they found other particles. I didn't know. Yeah, so, they're
2: always they're always looking for uh they're always looking for I don't know, more like like the progenitor article. Everything everything that they do over there is to be used to discredit the existence of God. Ultimately, it's all about finding the real reason why we're here.
1: You can't explain.
2: even, even though it's 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 moot. It's ridiculous. I mean maybe maybe you'll find more. Pieces to the puzzle, more cogs to the machine, like how how consciousness and everything works and all that. But as far as as far as going back to origins, if you find the first particle, what stands behind the first particle?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And, and they they always run in the opposite direction of supernatural uh, conclusions that could that could run parallel and complement the scientific, you know, science doesn't have to be, you know, one. it doesn't have to be theocracy or or, you know, science, you know, scientis- scientism. scientism doesn't have to be one or the other. But um, I don't know. It's just it just seems to be the same thing over and over.
1: Did you see that you ever watch the show Evil? No, it's it's a series. Uh, me and Will watch it. But anyway, the last episode that we watched. It was a a woman. It's it's this this group of um, it's a priest and a, a scientific team with the priest that go out to try and you know um, they work for the church and they try to like figure out if something is actually supernatural in nature or if it's scientific in nature. Like weird things that happen. It's not a real. Sh- it's a story, but um, the devil's in it, and the devil is the guy that played Finch in uh, Persons of Interest. What's his name? Mm. Anyway. Long story short, this episode was a woman who was trying to measure the body at the point of death to see if when the person at the point where they died lost any mass to see if there was a soul that weighed anything inside of the body. And that was the episode. And of course, they did note the evidence of of a difference in in mass. But also in that episode, the devil puts a woman in charge of being an internet troll because the whole point of it is to keep the world in doom and gloom based on the media. So her responsibility was to work in this massive troll farm, like seeding the media with negative stories so that people would be consumed with it. And then Dr. Malone put out a, uh, a sub stack talking about that very thing, but not referencing the show. Synchronicities. About.
2: Yes, Absolutely.
1: That's it. You have been listening to the Dark Delight podcast with
2: Frankie Bell on the drums and
1: Beans. You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 2.30 Eastern time on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com. We will see you back here on Wednesday.
2: Later. This is an Ian Beckles flavor In your Ear Quick Fix. On Radio
0: Influence.
3: If you remember back to when Donald Trump was uh, our, our, our fierce leader, the one one of the guys that was always on his side was William Barr. Always. Always falling on the sword for Donald Trump the whole time. William, I mean, William Barr even said that Donald Trump is delusional about the, the election. If William Barr doesn't believe Donald Trump, why the hell would anybody else? And listen, and he, and and Barr said he has zero regards for facts. Well, when did he have regards for facts, William? Just now is just you're just now realizing this right now, right? And we're to a point now in politics where we have a Democrat Party, a Republican Party, uh, and almost a Trump Party as well. Because if you are Republican, you could not support Trump. But you better not speak out against him.
2: You can find Ian Beckle's Flavor in Your Ear on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and RadioInfluence.com.